You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked On LSU podcast. Former Tiger Alan Fanica goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame You'll hear a a few snippets from his induction speech over the weekend, but LSU football on the practice field. They hit the Ponderosa on Friday for the first time. Also practice Saturday, Sunday. They're back out there again today, Monday and Tuesday before their first day off on Wednesday, just to go through the rest of the week. They'll also practice Thursday, Friday, and then have what Ed Ogeron calls preseason game number one Saturday in Tiger Stadium. That would be the first scrimmage of fall camp. A Sunday was the first time the Tigers donned the shoulder pads, so not yet in full pads, but certainly getting there. Some of the headlines coming out over the weekend. You did see some noticeable absences. Derek Stingley, John Emery, Cordell Flott. As we learned, uh, summer of uh, the summer session was finishing up, so those players were excused to take finals. So Nothing to be concerned about there. We did learn, though, that one player is not going to be with the team anymore, and that is a former LSU pitcher, Nick Storrs. Nick Storrs, uh, right now, it looks like uh, he's going to be medical. Uh, we're not sure yet, but we're still getting some information, and uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't know if he'll be able to play football again. We still have some uh, little research to do there, and but it looks like that's going to happen. Pat Mashborn's a guy that's got to come along. You know, and uh, I believe in Cole. Uh, he's got bigger. He's about 245, 250. Jack is a very athletic tight end. Uh, we may have to move somebody else if one of those guys get hurt because we're playing with a tight end and mostly in the core uh, most of the time. And uh, but I do believe we got some guys that can do it. I'm really looking forward to Jack and uh, Pat Mashburn uh, backing up Cole and going in there and rotating to get some reps. But it looks like Cole's going to be our main guy. Certainly didn't think we'd start this conversation talking about tight end, but that's kind of the position LSU's been left in. Of course, Eric Gilbert transferred out to Georgia. Jalen Shedd, who was also a member of last year's class, has transferred. Cole being Cole Taylor, who becomes the starter. Jack is freshman receiver Jack Besh, who they've converted to tight end. Dynamic pass catcher out of St. Thomas More in Lafayette, and they have added some size to him as well. And then Mashburn, as you heard uh, Coach O say there, is a walk-on, so very thin at the tight end position. How they utilize it this year is going to be interesting just considering their lack of numbers. It is worth mentioning Aaron Moffitt is back, and he is also listed as a tight end, so not likely to be a pass-catching threat, but a guy that could be that sort of H-back role that could block down if you need him to. Now, what we do know, of course, is that quarterback is what everybody's going to be looking at, and Ed Odron did talk about what it's like going into fall camp knowing it's Max Johnson's job. Uh, it does give us that we know who's our starting quarterback. Obviously, he's got to do it. He's got to be able to perform, but it does enable us to do some things. Obviously, he's a left end, Miles the right end. It does do us, give us some things that he does different than Miles. Obviously, I'm not going to say everything. I can't. But, you know, we, just, we know Max is a little bit more mobile than Miles was, and uh, there's some things that he could do. But also, you know, we got to protect him. But you know what? Uh, we got to play to win the game. So whatever that takes, we have to do. So Ed on there saying what we all know, which is it, which is not a knock in any way. It's just different quarterbacks have different skill sets, and Max is a better athlete, a little more mobile than Miles Brennan. But the question also becomes, and we've talked about this here, because you don't really have depth now with only Garrett Nussmeyer backing up Max Johnson, does that change the offensive game plan at all? 
Well, I think you got to do the things that you have to do to win. Just like we did with Joe. We ran quarterback draws with Joe. He scrambled. He extended plays with his feet against Georgia. He made plays when he had to. I think you have to limit. You know, Max wants to be a drop-back quarterback. We talked about that. You know, I don't think we're going to have 15 different quarterback runs, you know, running all this. You know, him being a primary runner, he's a passer. But there's some things that we have to do to, to challenge the defense, to win the game. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, just, there's some things in football you, you got to do. And uh, there's some things we're going to do. But we're going to be smart. You know, as I was thinking back to last year, I didn't remember Max Johnson being such a runner, but the numbers actually do bear it out a little bit. Now, he played in backup roles in the majority of of his playing action. South Carolina, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Alabama, those four games, the backup. But the two games he started against Florida and Ole Miss, against Florida, Max Johnson ran the ball 18 times for 52 yards. Against Ole Miss, he ran the ball 14 times for 45 yards. Now, he averages 2.9 and 3.2 yards respectively in those games. He was sacked twice against Florida, and so that sack yardage does take away uh, or count toward the rushing total, which I think is stupid, but neither here nor there. I guess my point is, in those two games combined, I mean, he carried the ball 32 times in those games. So, you know, Ed Ogeron saying we're going to do the things we have to do, but you've got to be smart, and a big part of that is just making sure Max Johnson knows don't take hits if you don't need to take hits. Get down when you have the opportunity to get down. One more from Ed Ogeron on his quarterback. I see him every day. He's a competitor. He's serious. He reminds me of Joe in a lot of ways, the intangibles, the things that he does, his work ethic. He wants to be number one. He doesn't say much. Uh, there's not a lot of joking around him. He's always uh, doing well in the classroom, always competing to be first, always competing in the weight room, always studying. Football guy, football family, very competitive. He wants to be great. So I see that from him. He ain't got to tell me about it. Uh, he does have the intangibles. I thought he had a, a very good day today. Uh, he, he's uh, He's tall. He's smart. He can see a lot of things. Uh, I think there's some things that he has to improve on, but he's a young player, and uh, that's more or less uh, things that Jake can work him, work with him. But I do believe he's going to be a championship quarterback. I believe in him. Now, of course, so much focus on quarterback, but there are some other positions and new coaches that uh, people are interested in here as fall camp kicks off for LSU. We'll get to that in a second, but you may not know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose. Think about it. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. Really hard for you to find a way to win. That's why Stat Hero exists. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. So here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you against the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero shows you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Tigers are back on the practice field on Monday and they will continue their install as they head toward their first preseason game in Tiger Stadium on Saturday. And Ed Ogeron was asked uh, when he met with the media after practice this weekend how much left his team still has to install. I don't, I don't know if it's more of an expanded or more reduced. You know, we put a lot in the spring. Uh, we had a lot of different ideas in the spring. Uh, we had different people. And uh, we had some new people who wanted to try some things. We didn't know our personnel exactly uh, like we know them now. I think that we uh, kind of streamlined the package. Uh, Brad came in and uh, obviously uh, added some things or some verbiage or some techniques that he may know. I think it was more or less streamlined what our players can do. And I think that's, that's what's happened this summer. Now, of course, they are getting to know their personnel. And there's some on the offensive side and some on the defensive side that have shown to be interesting early in fall camp. One of them is five-star freshman safety Sage Ryan, who might see a little bit of a hybrid role. He had a big pick at the end of the, end of the game today. And then uh, uh, team period. Our guys love him. He's probably going to be one of our top returners. Uh, uh, we're going to use him in a kicking game. Uh, we want to use him at nickel, but we also want to play him at safety. We're looking at, we're looking at a guy being a, a freshman to come out and play excellent on special teams. Uh, back up Cordell, maybe. Cordell flat at nickel. And also learn the safety. He's very smart. He's uh, We want to send him. I think he's a good blitzer. Uh, he's very aggressive, very smart. Uh, ball hawk. I think he's going to be a great player for us. So Sage Ryan is playing both nickel and safety. So Cordell Flott, of course, Long, athletic corner, played that nickel role. Stingley and Ricks, your boundary corners, Flott in the nickel. We also saw Dwight McLaughlin play so well last year as a freshman. Same with Jay Ward. Well, Jay Ward has moved to safety. And remember, as we've talked about the safety spot, there's been a question about about everybody. Uh, Is Todd Harris healthy? Has Jordan Tolles improved year one to year two? Can Jay Ward transition from corner to safety? Is Sage Ryan ready to play as a freshman? Well, this is when you start to get those answers, and that's a pretty glowing endorsement for Sage Ryan, the fact that not only are they asking him to play safety, but they think his cover skills are good enough that he can step down, play that nickel uh, spot as well, and that certainly speaks to them trying to get a freshman on the field, then also, of course, in the return game, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know my feelings on Derek Stingley as a skill guy or a guy with a ball in his hands. I'm not for it. It's not to say he can't do it. It's that I would much rather keep Derek Stingley protected because his great value is as a boundary cornerback and you have enough athletic guys to return kicks and punts and maybe Sage Ryan will be one of them. So certainly early in camp, Sage Ryan is a guy worth watching. Coach O was also asked about Jacoby and uh, Guillory. A guy, it took him a while to get on the field last year as a freshman, but looking to make a bigger impact in year two. You know, hopefully uh, that uh, he can play this year. I think that he he's deserved uh, a chance to play. He's got to have a very good camp. I think he squatted like 650 pounds the other day. He's had his best summer. Uh, he took a lot of reps today and did very well. Uh, he's in the best condition he's been. He's lost some weight. I think that uh, the more consistent he's able to show that he can stay in his gap, he's very strong, know his defense, and be in good shape. I think that uh, he can be a very good football player for us. He's not there yet, but he's coming along. 
the defensive line rotation will be really fascinating to watch because it feels like we know your first four, right? You've got Neil Farrell and Glenn Logan on the interior. You've got Ali Gay, Andre Anthony as your defensive ends. So if those are, are your starting four, then behind them on the interior, you're looking at probably Joe Evans and Jaqueline and Roy, Mason Smith and Jacoby and Guillory. So Guillory is highly rated as he was to be maybe your fifth or sixth defensive tackle. Mason Smith, five-star, number one defensive tackle in the country, being maybe your fifth defensive tackle, that speaks to the depth they have at that position this year, which quite honestly they just didn't really have a year ago, especially after Apu Ika transferred out and Tyler Shelvin opted out. It certainly is one of those things where you look and you say they are just much deeper and more settled on that defensive line. Big question also remains at running back, and Ed Ogeron continued with the same mantra he has about Ty Davis-Price and John Emery. You know, I do believe that uh, it's time for Tyron and John to do it. I'd like to see that. It doesn't mean that I don't want to see Armani. I don't want to see Josh. I want to see Corey. I want to give him a chance. But those guys, in my opinion, have to be the lead dogs. And for us to get to where we need to go now, if another guy beats them out, he beats them out. You know, but I think it's time for those guys to shine. I think they're very capable of doing it. I think they're, uh, for the most part, in great shape. I think Kevin's got them in the right mindset. And uh, I'm going to be interested to see how they play this year. And, of course, leading the way for those backs will be an offensive line, which saw all five starters return. We know that at left tackle, Dare Rosendahl has transferred to Kentucky, so Cam Wire is there. But Brad Davis, the new offensive line coach, his first impressions here at camp. Well, he's very smart. I think that, the, first of all, he gets the players to believe in him. He cares about his players. Uh, he's from Baton Rouge. He's from Louisiana. He's, he recruited most of those guys, so he has a relationship with most of them. I think they respect him. I think that uh, he's vocal. He's a big guy. He's aggressive. Uh, he wants to run the football. He wants to be uh, great on the offensive line. So I, I'm looking forward to him having a great season for offensive line. Now, speaking of offensive line, one of the all-time greats at LSU, Alan Fanica, was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. want to give a quick thought on that, but i got to remind you about Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. The best-tasting protein bar in the world is Built Bar. You can order yours online at BuiltBar.com. Find your favorite flavor, nine delicious flavors. If it's coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, the salted caramel, you can find it at BuiltBar.com. High protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar. Order online at BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. Make sure you use the code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 to save 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Again, the best-tasting protein bar in the world is Built Bar. Order it today at BuiltBar.com and use the code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And, of course, as we inch closer to the college football season, not too early to start placing those futures bets. And you can do so at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You want to bet on the Tigers' win total? You want to bet on... Heisman odds? You want to bet on some early season point spreads? You can do it at betonline.ag, betonline.ag, college, NFL, Major League Baseball in full swing. It's all there for you to bet on. It's safe, secure, fast, and easy. It's betonline.ag. Get to your mobile device, punch in betonline.ag, sign up. It's free. And when you do and make your first deposit of funds, use the code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's 5 0. 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now. 
to the Tigers. I've always strived to embody the spirit of LSU. Love purple, live gold. The memories and lessons learned from my time with you are forever ingrained in my character. Go Tigers! That is Alan Fanica. Excuse me, that is Pro Football Hall of Famer Alan Fanica during his induction speech over the weekend into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Fanica, after a decorated career in the National Football League, primarily with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which made him a first-round pick back in 1998, the 26th pick overall. He was with the Steelers from 98 to 2007, spent a couple of seasons with the Jets, and then finished his career in 2010 with the Arizona Cardinals. Fanica's resume is long and decorated. He won Super Bowl 45 with the Steelers and then was a six-time first-team All-Pro offensive lineman, two-time second-team All-Pro. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler. He's on the Pittsburgh Steelers all-time team. He was on the NFL 2000s all-decade team. And just when you think back to his time at LSU, he was a consensus All-American back in 1997, won the Jacobs Blocking Trophy as the best offensive lineman in the SEC, and was a two-time first-team All-SEC member in 1996 and 1997. And now the cherry on top, of course, that Alan Fanica is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. I remember vividly uh, the press conference that Alan Fanica held when he announced that he was leaving LSU early to go pro. That that was when they still had press conferences for guys to announce early that they were leaving. Now it's just so commonplace that it doesn't quite happen like that any longer. And in that 1997 draft, there was a thought that Kevin Falk would actually also leave early. And there was some segment of the LSU fan base that was waiting for Cecil Collins to come back off of injury and thought maybe Kevin Falk would go pro and then, uh, of course, Cecil would be the main back in, in 1997. Well, Fanica ultimately is the guy that left early, became a first-round pick. Kevin Falk returned and set all kind of SEC records. And we know Cecil Collins never played for LSU again. So in many respects, all of that worked out pretty well. So congrats to Alan Fanica, who joins the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, following uh, another offensive lineman there in Kevin Mawai, who was inducted just a few years ago. And Fanica becomes just the sixth former LSU player ever to be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The aforementioned Kevin Mawai, Johnny Robinson also went in, as did Jimmy Taylor, Y.A. Tittle, and Steve Van Buren. What's really going to be interesting to see now is as we move through this great era of LSU football and guys going into pro football, who might be next? There are some very obvious choices when you look at potentially a Patrick Peterson, who's had certainly a pro football Hall of Fame career. Tyron Matthew could be on that trajectory as well. Devin White has certainly had that kind of start to his career when you talk about the current NFL guys. So, uh, while LSU was um, was stuck on three Hall of Famers for many, many years, we've seen that number double here in recent years, and we could potentially see the six Hall of Famers double potentially in the next 10 to 15 years. So certainly exciting times as we've gone through this great era, the greatest era of LSU football, and getting to celebrate a lot of the personal accomplishments that these guys have had that we've cheered for for so many years. So congrats to Alan Fanica, newest member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's going to do it for us here on a Monday edition of the Locked on LSU podcast. Remember about the Locked on Bets podcast as well. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and the lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast 
Brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, Locked on LSU, your team every day.